Welcome to The Anxious Morning, where four days a week, we take a look at ideas, concepts, and lessons designed to help you understand and overcome your anxiety. For more information, visit theanxiousmorning.com. One of my Instagram subscribers asked me to talk about the relationship between anxiety and excitement. It's a really excellent topic. I'm making video content over there to go over it and encourage discussion, but I also wanted to touch on it here on The Anxious Morning. So are anxiety and excitement related? Are they the same thing? I'm going to point at some research that you might find interesting because it indicates that anxiety, at least anticipatory anxiety, and excitement may very well look so much alike that two people in the same state can choose which of the labels they attach to it. This creates very different results when performance is measured on anxiety-triggering tasks. A 2014 paper by Allison Woodbrooks in the Journal of Experimental Psychology looked at reappraisal strategy when it comes to pre-performance or what we might call anticipatory anxiety. Brooks looked at the fact that anxiety and excitement are arousal congruent, meaning they look and feel quite similar. She also noted that prior work in emotional regulation strategies shows pretty clearly that trying to suppress or hide anxiety tends to be ineffective. Interestingly, she also leans on prior research that covers the concept of misattribution of arousal, where one may have a difficult time knowing the source of a given emotional state when various emotional states take on a similar appearance, as is the case with anxiety and excitement. Now, without getting too deep into the mechanics, Brooks found that using some minimal strategies designed to reappraise anxiety as excitement produced some significant performance improvements when engaging in tasks like singing or speaking in public. Teaching people to reframe I am anxious to I am excited meant that they generally made fewer errors when singing in public and were judged by audiences to be more effective and engaging public speakers. Now, how interesting is that? But hang in there, because it gets better. The paper cites prior research that shows that reappraisal of negative emotional states tends to be a more effective strategy than suppression of negative emotional states. In some situations, attempts have been made to reappraise anxiety as calmness. Now, that might sound way off the plot, but as it turns out, that's actually more effective than trying to just stop or calm anxiety. Trying to view anxiety as calmness is in some way better but still not great because anxious and calm are incongruous states. They do not look or feel anything like each other. So if you've ever heard me say that self-talk while in a panic is useless, this is partially why. When you feel like you're about to explode, saying that you're okay simply doesn't jive with your experience and therefore has minimal, if any, effect when it comes to changing that state. Anxiety and excitement, however, are so similar that when Brooks had the participants in her study reframe their anxiety as excitement, good things actually happened on a consistent basis. So, are anxiety and excitement the same thing? Well, we cannot make exaggerated claims based on one published paper, but I think we can say that they are close enough that your brain and body will often not be able to tell them apart. If you've ever felt anxious in situations where you would expect to be excited, you know what I'm talking about here. The idea that you may be able to work on reappraising anxiety as excitement in some context holds some value for us. When you're freaking out before doing an exposure or having to meet an unplanned anxiety challenge, it may help to consider that the way you are feeling is exactly how you would feel if you were excited about something you love. This won't calm you down, 
but it can help you see anxiety as less dangerous and therefore allow you to focus more intently on the task at hand, rather than on saving yourself. Now, is there a limit here? Well, I'm pretty sure there is. There is a vast difference between pre-performance anxiety before singing or public speaking and the anticipation of attending a wedding, where your brain is convinced that passing out, going insane, or having a stroke is a very real possibility. We need to acknowledge this. You may try to reappraise your anxiety as excitement in some situations and achieve literally nothing. Sometimes it may help a little, sometimes it may not. I think it's probably a matter of the degree of perceived threat in any given context. Maybe one day I'll do some research into this. Until then, can we say that anxiety and excitement are similar and related? Well, we sure can. What that means for us in recovery is open to interpretation and experimentation, but if nothing else, it gives us something to chew on. This thing that we're sure is so horrible and dangerous is also nearly indistinguishable from what we feel in some of the happiest moments life has to offer. That has to hold at least some value in this thing that we do together. If you're enjoying the Anxious Morning Podcast and would like to get a copy delivered every morning into your email inbox, visit theanxiousmorning.email and subscribe to the newsletter. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or some platform that lets you rate or review the podcast, leave a five-star rating. Maybe write a quick review to let other people know that you love the podcast so they might find it too. It really helps me out. Thanks a bunch.